0: About a special event in your life. Maybe a graduation from high school or a graduation from college or or perhaps on your wedding day and hopefully you're still excited today about that day. And maybe it was the birth of your child or, or a grandchild, but it's captured in the eyes, I believe, of Olivia. Guess what, guys? My mom's having a baby. So I'm going to be a big sister and I'm so excited. You know, it's good for us as believers to stay excited and to stay expecting about what God has done and what he will do. Pastor said it earlier. I do believe that our, the best is right around the corner. God has saved the best for the last. You and I have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Our future is bright. Thank God for what God's done in the past. Thank God for what He's doing now. But we do have some things to look forward to. Just think about this definition of expect with me. To look forward to with excitement. That's what we're talking about today. Or this one is to anticipate. Anticipation is to look forward to a certain pleasurable expectation. It's also defined as a visualization of a future event. Now, if our expectation is going to be accurate and our vision is clear, guess where it has to come from? It has to come from our Creator. From our Heavenly Father, the one who knows everything about us. He knows our innermost thoughts. He knows all about us because He created us. He knows those secret desires and those things that are on the inside of you. Nothing is hidden from him about you and I because he made us and he made us in his likeness and in his image. So if we're going to have the right kind of expectation about our future and have the right vision uh, for our lives, it has to come from a relationship with him. It has to come from discovering that he is our Lord. Not just a God up there in heaven. Some people refer to God as The man upstairs. He's not the man upstairs. He's the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. He's the Most High God. Hallelujah. Now listen to this passage here. In Psalms 27 verse 14 in the Amplified. Some of you may have been here a couple of Sunday nights ago, and and Pastor, really, he spoke on expectation. And I'm going to be recapping some of those same verses today. It's a good time. Good thing to just hear certain things over and over again, isn't it? Psalms 27, verse 14. Wait and hope for. What are we talking about today? What are you expecting? What's the next word? And expect the Lord. Are you expecting the Lord to do good things in your life? Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Can I get a witness? This is a good scripture. You know what getting a witness is? Amen. It's not too early at 9.40 on Sunday morning on Mother's Day to say, amen. amen. This message I'm preaching to you today, it's not just for moms. This is for all of us. We need to be looking to the Lord, expecting Him to do great and mighty things. And the first word there is wait. What does wait mean? It means to look for. Do you remember maybe when you were a little kid and a relative was coming to visit and, you know, you were told they were going to come around a certain time? I grew up in the country, in Oklahoma, and my grandparents, my dad's parents, they lived in Bakersfield, California. You know, during the Dust Bowl days, a big part of Bakersfield and Shafter and that area of California was settled by people leaving Oklahoma, there's a whole bunch of them there, and so anyway, they would come to visit us like every other summer or so. That was back before there were cell phones, no one could call you and say, I'm an hour away, I'm 10 minutes away. And particularly when you lived out in the country, you know, that you really didn't know. We always knew when somebody was coming, it was a big deal for a car to go even go by (laughs) our road, any car. We had a dog named Sarge. And the way we knew that somebody was coming down the road, within a mile, he'd start barking. And we'd all run to the window if we were outside, run to the end of our road. Who's coming on our road? Who's coming by? It's a big deal to have a car come by. But it was a really big deal when our grandparents from California were coming. And we were expecting them sometime today. That's all we knew. Sometime today. But we kept looking. We kept waiting for them to show up. It was a big thing to have grandparents come and visit. Maybe any of you remember when your grandparents used to come and visit. The tables have been turned now. We is the grandparents. And we are the ones going to visit. And now we fly most of the time on an airplane to go visit. I just recently was down. Of course, when, when our little one was born, Lucy, I went down the, the day... Talk about being led. I got there the day that Lindy went into labor that night. But Lindy and Livy picked me up at the airport. And Olivia is always expecting something good when Grammy comes. They're driving down, and I'm out there at the curb with my bags. Livy has the window down, both hands. Grammy! Grammy! Soon as I get in the car, what did you bring me? So, you know, as a grandparent, like I said, it's been turned around. We never go empty handed because our grandkids are expecting. They're waiting and they're expecting something good. If grandkids can have that kind of an attitude or kids can have that kind of an attitude, we ought to be looking to our father with that same great expectancy. He is the God of surprises. Aren't you glad? He is the God of suddenlies. And some of you in here today, God's about to show up and show out in your lives with something that you are not expecting. Expecting something good is about to happen to you. Ephesians 3:20. He's gonna do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you've even asked, prayed, thought, or dreamed of. That's the kind of God that He is. It's time for us to look to Him with excitement. Look to Him with anticipation. He's not the God that's going to whack you over the head and get you because you did something bad. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of love. He's a wonderful heavenly Father. And He's got great things in store for all of His kids. Amen? That's why we look to Him for our hope We look to Him for our expectancy. When people look to the wrong places, when people put their hope or their happiness of being fulfilled in life on somebody else, guess what? You're always going to be disappointed. And oftentimes, people get into this trap. Well, you know, I'm going to be accepted. I'm going to be happy when I perform well. That will always bring disappointment. It's not about our performance. It's not about what other people have or haven't done for us. Our hope, our expectancy is in Him. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that Christianity is not a performance-based relationship? Glory to God. It's not about what people, how much we can do. It's not about works. You know, you love your kids unconditionally. Parents, sometimes our kids disappoint. Sometimes they... Fail, but that because they fail, because maybe you have failed at something in life, does not make you a failure. And just because your kids may not always perform to the standard you want them to, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you disown them. Somebody in here needs to hear that. Our Father God, how much more does our Father always reach out to us with love? And encouragement. Be encouraged if you have missed it. Who hasn't? Be encouraged if you have failed. You are not a failure. God is able to make you stand. God will turn it around and give you marvelous breakthroughs. We are not defined by our performance. We are not defined by words or labels that others have maybe have put up on us. Listen to these quotes. Some of you in here maybe have even heard these words from an authority figure. You're stupid. You're not very bright. You'll never amount to much. Listen to this. How many of you have ever heard of Einstein? Very smart guy, that's all I know. Super-duper smart guy with wild hair, right? Anyway, why did he invent the theory of relativity or something like that? Something, huh? It was a big deal, anyway. But listen to this. You can tell I'm not Einstein, but I know it was smart. Listen to this. Did you know that one of Einstein's teachers once described him as being mentally slow? Now, isn't that wouldn't you hate to be labeled as that teacher? When he discovered all these things, you've heard of Beethoven. He wrote so many wonderful music things and was a great composer. Beethoven, one of Beethoven's music teachers once said, "As a composer, he is hopeless." And I really like this one. A newspaper editor once fired Walt Disney because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> really. It's not what others say about us that charts the course of our life. It's what we say about us. And more importantly, it's what he Says about us. We need to look into the Bible and find out what He has said about us. Don't let some label that somebody put on you or somebody's trying to put on your kids define their destiny. That's it. Doesn't come from some human's perception. It comes from who Jesus said that we are and what he has done. You know, I'm so glad that God is not a man that he should lie. It's not a rumor that you are the healed. It's not hearsay that you are whole, that you are prosperous. Hallelujah. It's what he has declared about us. I got a question for you. Whose report Will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm not going to believe the report of some ungodly teacher or some confused counselor or some messed up boss. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His Word is the final authority. Just listen to some of the things that we need to say about ourselves. He said it. So I will boldly say, I'm his workmanship. Hallelujah. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror. How about this one? Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How about, say this, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. How about this one? He always causes me. To triumph. That's what we need to be saying about ourselves. Guess what? All that heaven has to offer is at our disposal. That's why we win. That gives us cause to rejoice. You and I have an unlimited supply. A supply of health, wealth, wisdom, joy, love, peace, All that we need to deal with the affairs of life. All that we need to be a godly parent, an awesome wife, an awesome husband. Whatever our calling in life is, we can do it through Christ who strengthens us. We can excel at everything that he has called us to do. Whatever our hands touch, it ought to prosper this isn't just our hand this is the hand of the Lord extended to mankind this is the hand of the Lord that when you reach it out you can touch somebody you ought to think oh that's Jesus all that separates me from his love touching people is one layer of skin and I'm going to reach out with my hand and be a blessing hallelujah and whatever and whoever I touch is going to be prosperous. This ought to be our attitude. I'm blessed. How about this? I'm so, blessed. I'm so blessed. The blessed, blessed. The blessed people call me blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. God has given us so much. He has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. That's how we gauge our life. That's where we place our expectancy. Let me give you another scripture. I know I'm quoting a lot of things today. But you're getting the word. Amen. Amen. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4. By which have been given to us. I love this read this with me exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust what are God's promises well first of all God's promises they're precious. Has God ever spoken a word to your heart, a promise to you concerning you, your kids, your family? Well, our attitude ought to be, God said it, I believe it, that settles it for me. It doesn't matter what your kids may be doing right now or how they may be acting. Particularly, you know, if they're teenagers or young adults, they could be acting like demon child. But you don't have to receive that. That's not what God has said about you and about your offspring. He has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. Hallelujah. When things don't line up with the Word of God in your life or in the life of your family, if you have to, just take your Bible, stand on it. Or I like to just sometimes just take the Word and just hold it close to me. The Word is precious exceedingly great and precious promises hold the word close to me and say things like lord you promised that me and my entire household would be saved you saw some pictures up there today of our granddaughters but you know especially Eden charity is a miracle There were many nights that Pastor and I had to take the Word of God. Say, I don't care what it looks like now. Our seed is blessed. James will serve the Lord, our God, as his God. He will be mighty upon the earth. God, your will, your plan, and your purpose for his life will stand. In the darkest hours, don't be moved by what they might be doing. Be moved by the Word. This is your mirror. This is your hope. This is where your expectancy lies. Not in their actions, not in their performance, but in who Jesus said that they were. His Word is precious his promises are exceedingly great. There's power in his word to change lives. It changed you and I, didn't it? There's power in his word when he spoke it. But there is tremendous power that is released when you and I speak the word. I don't think we understand the power of faith filled words. But according to the Bible, they dominate the law of sin and death. Death and sin may be trying to follow some of your relatives around. But your words of life and faith are greater than any pull of the devil. Any darkness that tries to come against them. Another thing, we've already talked about it, but I want to emphasize it that his word brings hope. Hope. Psalms 130, verse 5 in the Amplified. It says, I wait for the Lord. There's that word wait again. And that doesn't mean that we're just sitting around doing nothing. Wait is I look for, I look to him. I expectantly wait. And in what his word, I do hope. His word. His word brings hope. What does hope mean? Confident, favorable expectation. Hope causes us to face our future in faith. And not in fear, confident, favorable, expectation. Faith is the opposite of fear. Expectation and hope are the opposite of dread. Sometimes we see what people are doing. We see how our kids are acting. And this fear tries to get on us. This dread, this sense of dread of something terrible is going to happen to them. Tries to get up on us. Don't receive those thoughts Don't receive those lies. You can't will them away, but you can word them away. You can get yourself in the word of God and change that image that's trying to come in your life concerning them. This is anybody in your life, not just your kids. But when it's your kids, you have authority. Of course, they have a will, but they are your offspring and your faith and your love and your power will Make a difference. It's not about their will so much. Of course, they have one, but the will of the Lord, if you will declare it, the will of the Lord for them will stand. Your plans and your purpose for my children will come to pass. Be a contender. Don't be a whiner. Don't be a complainer. Be a contender for the will, the plan. And the purpose of God. Sometimes if our children aren't living right, we have this thing just awake at night, afraid they're going to get in trouble. Afraid they're going to do something wrong. Afraid they're going to be arrested. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Fear gripping our hearts. I want to give you a passage of scripture in Jeremiah chapter 31. Verse 16 and 17 in the Amplified. I just saw this the other day. Isn't the word precious? It is precious. The word of God, exceedingly great and precious promises. Some of you need to lay hold of this today. Thus says the Lord, restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord. The Lord. What kind of work? We'll stop right there for a minute. What kind of work is God going to reward? Faith acts is what gets rewarded. Not worrying, not full of fear, but standing on the Word, standing in faith brings the reward and the desired end result. Now look at the rest of this. That's what happens. This is going to be what you're going to do. And your children shall return from the enemy's land. There is hope for your future. And there's more. Let's, that's verse 17. Let's put up verse 17. From the enemy's land, and there is hope for your future, says the Lord, not just for your future, and your children shall come back to their own country. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Anybody in here today believing for your children to be born again? Believing for some that are backslidden to come back to the faith? Well, here's your scripture. Your Faith shall be rewarded. Your work shall be rewarded. It it doesn't come from tears, staying up at night and weeping and in being in fear and dread and all of that stuff. The tears may flow, but they need to be tears of faith, of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. This is turning around. My kids have hope. I have hope for my future. I have hope for their future. Even if they're not living right, even if they're not serving you, Lord, I'm going to declare my children shall come back to God. They shall return to the way that I raised them. And even if you weren't a Christian, when you raised them, you need to have an attitude. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because now I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And my faith is working the power of God is stronger than any pool of the world No no tears of fear but faith rejoices and sees a bright future now this is how this is a description of how we ought to be looking at the future And it so happens that it is in Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 is that famous chapter that outlines a virtuous woman. We're not going to go into all of those descriptions. I'm looking at a room full of virtuous women. Virtuous woman is one that seeks the Lord, that calls upon the Lord, does her best to live a godly life before her family. Is she perfect? No. But she hangs on and puts her confidence and her trust perfect God. And I love this one passage we're going to look at today. Proverbs 31, 25. This is out of the New American Standard Bible. Strength and dignity are her clothing. Read this part with me. And she smiles at the future. Read it again. And she smiles at the future. Turn to your neighbor and just smile what does a smile say? A smile says, I'm happy. A smile says, I'm not worried about anything. You know, when people are so burdened down with cares and anxiety and worry, they don't smile much. That's true. It's the opposite. It's a frown. But when you smile, you're like, it brightens up your whole face. It brightens up people's world and attitude around you. So turn and smile again. I like seeing it. this godly woman who has put her faith and trust in God smiles at the future. Why? How can she do that? Doesn't she know how evil the world is? Doesn't she know that there's corruption in every arena in our society? Doesn't she know the terrible financial forecast? How's she going to pay for her kids' college education? Doesn't she know all this stuff is bad, bad, bad? She knows, but her faith, her trust, her confidence, her hope, Her expectancy is not in the forecast of the future, but it is in who holds the future. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God's holding your future? God's got your back. God's got your present. God's got your future. And he's not only got you in the palm of his hand. He's got your kids. Hallelujah. He's got their education. He's got who they're supposed to marry. He's got their career. All we got to do is pray it out and believe God and stay in faith and don't get in fear, dread, or worry. Smile at the future. Smile one more time. You can smile at me this time. Smile. At the future. That's what we're doing. Can you handle a little bit more here? Oh, we're doing good on time. Look at this one. Proverbs 23, 18. In the Amplified. For surely there is a latter end and a future reward. And your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. Woo! there's a bright future. If I had sunglasses, I'd put them on. Our future is so bright, we gotta wear shades. Hallelujah! That's our attitude. Amen. Woo! Now listen to this out of the Message Bible, this, first, this same verse. That's where your future lies. Then you won't be left with an armload of nothing. Ha! No armloads of nothing for us. You know why? We're faithful. A faithful man shall abound. Abound. Everybody say "Abound." abound. Abound with blessings. Hallelujah. A faithful man and woman's not going to get armloads of nothing. We're going to get armloads of blessings. What can you think about in your life that is a blessing? Your family saved, your body healed, your finances prosperous. Whatever is a blessing to you. Just think about it right now and think about. It's not coming to naught. It's coming to fullness. It's coming to overflow. I'm getting armloads of blessings. My kids are all going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a blessing to have household salvation. And that is a promise. And what are his promises? His promises are precious. His promises are exceedingly great. Hallelujah it shall all be as he was told me let me give you a really good scripture in closing And PT if you can come to the platform I think we're going to have some time here today to close with how many of you want to be happy we are happy (laughs) Psalms 126 I love this in the message Bible it seemed like a dream too good to be true When God returned Zion's exiles, we laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. And what does one happy people do? We smile. Smile. We smile at the future. Don't fear it. Don't dread it. Don't worry about it. And now, God, do it again. Bring rain to our drought-stricken lives. Some of you have been in a time of testing. You feel like you're dry spiritually. This message today was to stir up your hope. Stir up your expectancy. It ain't over till it's over. He always causes us to triumph. Glory be to God. It's time to look at your future with faith, with hope. Now listen to this. This might be where you're at right now. So those who planted their crops in despair, what's going to happen? They're going to keep weeping, crying in the nighttime, concerned. No, no. They're going to shout hurrahs at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with arm loads of blessings. Arm loads of blessings. Closing, i got a question for you. What are you expecting? What are you expecting to happen in your life? What are you expecting to show up concerning your family, concerning your kids, concerning your health? Some people have lost hope for health. They've accepted that they're defeated in their body and they're going to have to deal with this chronic disease forever. No, 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 no. Smile at your future. Receive strength infused into your physical being. What are you expecting in your finances? Are you expecting things to get worse and worse and worse? Or are you smiling at your future? Because you know my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we thank you, Lord.